You're joined right now by a good friend of the program, an 11-year NFL vet. He was the 14th overall pick in 2012 at LSU, where he was an all-SEC player. He was the 2020 Good Guy Award winner for the Rams. He is host of the broadcast. He is Michael Brockers. Mike, it is always good to chop it up with you. Always good to see you, big dude. What's up, man? How are you? Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me, man. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's all good. They keep letting me come back. And by the way, dude, how do you beat this? Man, you can't beat this. You can't beat this you at all. You understand that yeah you man when i grow that? up i hope i can block a whole sidewalk and push the pedestrians <laughs> in the street <laughs> you <my> know <laughs> that is so good <laughs> i got nothing to do with that this is a cbs <laughs> thing but i appreciate you saying it hey listen for the better part of three decades i've been posted up on radio row in fact all yesterday mm-hmm. i kept going back to what i know like live from radio row but i'm not on radio row you yesterday went to radio row yes, sir. i want to know what the experience was like for you and what am i missing this year by being out here Man, it, it was crazy, and this year was my first year getting some space. And, you know, I, I've done Radio Row plenty of times as an athlete, you know, going to each table and hitting, you know, doing as many interviews as, as I can. And this year having my own space, you know, getting people to come on my show, it was a little different, um, you know, perspective. And, you know, I'm just excited, man. I'm really excited. I'm taking it all in. Last year I was a little nervous um, doing the Super Bowl, but this year I'm taking it all Were in. Were you, dude? Yes, sir. I was. I, mean, I, I mean, was. You, you, you know me. You are an elite athlete. You have been on the biggest stage in the world. Were you nervous last year? Nervous, doing this? man. This is this journalism. This side of, of the game is is nervous. You you got to be able to uh, accept the rejection. I don't know how you guys do that. Where you know you're asking the guy a question, and he kind of like doesn't even acknowledge you, you it's know. It's the life, so, dude. It's man, the life. Nah, it's, it's hard getting used to that. It's hard getting used to that. Michael Brocker is joining me right here on our set. So let me ask you, like, you, it's not, it's no surprise to me whatsoever. You and I have talked so much over the years. Mm-hmm. I'm not at all surprised that you're hosting your own podcast and your own show. Here is my question. How are you approaching the content game? What is your process like? Um, my process, I'm taking the, the, the humanizing the athlete approach um, because we, we get put on this pedestal so much and, you know, people build us up so much they they almost forget that we're human we deal with not you know normal human um emotions um things that go on in our life you know um losing loved ones things like that that we have to deal with and also play and i think for people forget that um we're human at at the same time i know we're gladiators and people see us on sunday but we also are dealing with things too so i'm focusing more on um what the guys are doing outside the field you know uh what what, what's important to them um on the other side, you know, uh, un- off, you know, without the helmet, you know. So here's the question: What wins? You know, I, I think about mm-hmm. this a lot as somebody who's been in the content game right now. What wins? Are you trying mm-hmm. to be the guy who goes viral? Are you trying to be the guy who beefs to get clicks? Mm-hmm. Or are you trying to let people inside the helmet? Does it all win? Have mm-hmm. you thought about this? What wins in content now? I'm gonna be honest with you because the game is like you said. It, it's what wins. Do I really want to talk about football all day? No. I'm. A, I, I've been. I've been there, done that. You know. Me. I want to be authentic. You know. I want. I want people to know the real side of me, the athletes and the guests who I'm, uh, who I'm interviewing and things like that. So I don't want to have a approach where I'm just trying to get clicks and I'm trying to do what's trending. No, I want to be authentic to my audience and, and hope that my audience appreciates that. Michael Brocker is joining us as an example. One of the reasons you're good at this, you are authentic, you mm-hmm. are real, you are transparent, and you can tell a story. Mm-hmm. My only, here's some advice. 
Mm-hmm. Stories the- work, man. Stories mm-hmm. win. Stories mm-hmm. always win. You've got mm-hmm. great stories. You tell the story about that signing bonus you got as a rookie. Mm-hmm. For those who do not know, how does that work? Do they scratch you a fat check, or does that just go into your account? How does that work? People think you get that money off rip. You sign that contract, and you don't see that money for three weeks. You don't see that money until, you know, they want it when to When did you start account. spending it, dude? Um, right, right immediately. Why, why before, wait? Before, before, <laughs> you waited your whole life for it. Before you saw it, did you start spending it? No, not at all. I, okay. I wanted to wait till I have, had it in my account, and, you know, I wanted to do what, what I wanted to do, which uh, I paid for my mom a house and got that done. That was very important to me, but, you know, it took Stop a little right while there, to get dude. that money. When you consider how many sacrifices moms made for you on the way up, can you explain the feeling of what it was like to buy her a house? Man, when you see your mom, you know, and my mom was a single single mother, you know, raised, you know, in that household, and seeing how hard she worked for us. I, I was, uh, I'm the oldest of five. I had to help out a lot, and just seeing the sacrifices she made for us, you know, buying that home for her, knowing that she had somewhere to call home and settled, and nobody can take that away from her, was an ex- experience I could can't, you know, talk about, really. It's tough, right? It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Well, what was it like growing up being you? Did you feel like you carried a certain responsibility because mm. you were special? There were mm. people counting on you. Now, mm. you got a village, right? People are supporting you, but they're counting on you. How much mm. pressure did you feel like, man, I got to be the one to bust out. I got to get out. I got to take care of generations. That's a lot of pressure for a young person. Right. Um, it's all about the choices you make, man. You know, I, I, I strive myself to make the good choices, the right choices, not not do what everybody else was doing. My mom did a good, good job at, you know, making me understand that you don't have to follow the crowd. You know, you know the, her famous saying, one person jump off a bridge, are you going to jump off a bridge? <laughs> so, you know, my thing was, you know, not, not being a trendy guy, uh, you know, going off on my own road, but making the right decisions, making, you know, thinking about my family when it comes to um, making a choice or anything like that. So I, I strive myself on making the right choices. We're talking to Michael Brockers. You know, when you and I spoke on my podcast recently, we talked about the time that you spent with the Lions. Mm-hmm. And when you got there, obviously, that, that's a franchise that was so beaten down, that mm-hmm. endured so much losing for so long. Then Dan Campbell comes in. You were a vet that was there. How did you help to change that culture there? Because if that team was still scarred from mm-hmm. Matt Patricia and all mm-hmm. those years of losing, mm-hmm. what could you do? How did you impact the change in culture? Um, I, I was that bridge between Dan and the guys, you know, um, Dan came in, you know, and running a team is hard because you have to make these guys believe in what you're preaching. And I think I was that bridge between the players and the coaches, getting the uh, players to understand that, yes, this it, it might be hard now, but these are player coaches. And when they fully understand that, you know, we need to take care of our body and things like that. They'll hear, our, hear us out, but we can't go out there just expecting it to be easy. You know, we have to trust in the process, buy into it, and then once you get what we want out of it, you'll see why we've been doing all this hard work. All right, so when you see the success that they had this season, mm. you were not with them mm-hmm. this season, but did you mm. feel like you had equity in that? And how much pride was there for you to see the success that team had and how far it's come? Man, it was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, it was crazy because I, I was uh, sending, you know, congrats to, a, you know, a lot of guys on the team after, you know, just seeing their run. They won versus the Rams, so I, I definitely gave uh, Jared a shout-out. <laughs> and I text one of the coaches just saying, man, I'm, you know, congrats. And he said, me he was like bro it's still resemblance of you still here and that, mm. that kind of touched how'd that, me. Dude, how'd that feel that that, that kind of touched me because um 
you know, that was my purpose. That was my purpose. That's what they brought me there. They, they, they wanted me to be there to start that culture, build that culture up, and, and be the foundation that leads them on in the future. And I was just happy to see them um, be successful and know that I had a little uh, part of, of that foundation building there. Yeah, More than a little part. Michael Brocker is joining me. So the flip side of that is... I got to ask, man, watching them go out to that gigantic first-half lead, seeing it evaporate and all slip away, man, what was it like for you to watch that and seeing it unfold, knowing, frankly, what was going to happen? It was crazy. I was watching it uh, at, at, at my lounge in Houston, and, um, you know, the guys were like, why why, do, why, doesn't he take the points? Why doesn't he take the points? And I was like, How do you man, answer that? Should he, it, and should he have? No, no. I think you go out on your shield. Why change who you are? You know, and I, I've seen a lot of players say that, and, and we know. We know that Dan is going to do that. We we know on third down, if it's short, one to two, and he feels like he's going to get it, defense be ready because you, you never know. He's going to go for that go for that fourth down. So um, go out on your shield. Don't change who you are. Go out on your shield, and that's what he did. And, you know, you got to live and die by that, you know. Michael Brocker's joining us. Mike, i got to ask you something. I was thinking about you last night, mm-hmm. and then something hit me, and I got a huge grin. And I'm not the smiliest guy in the world, but this straight up made me laugh and made me smile. I want to ask you about a guy that I loved that I haven't thought about. Okay, talk to us. The legend. Cortland Finnegan, dude. Come on, man. Oh my god, dude, I love this guy, right? You know where I'm going. Yeah. You know what I'm Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, no, that's that's OG. That's OG to the fullest, man. The, the OG, I want you to explain in a minute why he is, but I want to ask you about something in particular. There's a famous prank involving and you you knew him when you were with the Rams uh-huh. when you came up. A famous prank involving teammates and their rigs, dude, their cars. What happened? Uh-huh. I mean, we have a couple of them. Uh the 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 one I got all day, bro. <laughs> Hey, uh, I don't know where Chris is, but, uh, you know, Chris Long was, was one of my best when I was at, at the Rams, and him and Will Hayes and a lot of these guys. And uh, James Laurinaitis, he uh, was our linebacker, middle linebacker at the time. Um, he, he gets a new Q8 or something, the new Audi Audi car. Um, you know, had to Chris be proud of it. Ha- had to be proud of it, right? So Chris decides, hey, let's go ruin his new car. Let's go put a million crickets and bubble wrap around his car and put it in a and put it in a um in the in the indoor waiting for him right and this is a this is a kicker to this story right so lord knight is just pissed so he's like going to everybody he's going to security he's like who did this to my car i want to find him and i want to find him now you know so we find the footage of uh whoever did it right (laughs) the guys who did it and um you know they look you know they're doing that and after they're finished their prank you know they look up and the camera's like looking him right in the face and you can see them all look at the camera and they go (laughs) (laughs) like we're caught like (laughs) it is what it is (laughs) man that that, those guys were hilarious they i I love those vets man That, that was those were teams uh to remember I mean, Cortland, and by the way, dude, what an irritant. Man, this dude was under everybody's skin, in everybody's head. And by the way, one of my favorite dudes, he was so funny. Yes. But he can play now. Yes, he yeah, can yeah, play yeah. now, oh, yeah. right? Come on now. Come on. He can play. He can play. He was tough. He was one of those, the first, you know, the start of like the short corners that were playing against the 6'4 receivers and still getting in there with him and still fighting as much as they could. So, yeah, he he, he was one of the, laid the foundation of uh, those those short corners still being able to fight in there. Yeah, I'm glad that you remember mm-hmm. him that way. 
way, man. I got sad. Yes, he is so great. Before you go, I talked to RG3 mm-hmm. recently, and he, he said to me, I stay ready. I take care of myself. I think I could still help somebody. Mike, you look great. Mm-hmm. Do you stay ready? Is the game completely out of your system, or is there a part of you that thinks, I know I could help somebody, mm-hmm. and I would do it again if I could? Um, it, it would just have to be the right situation. I'm, I'm honest with you. Uh, you know, the game, watching the game now is, you know, it, as a fan, it's like, man, you know, these guys go out here and really put their bodies on the line, man. And I watch it as a fan, just, just them throwing their bodies on the ground. I'm like, that ground is undefeated. It's not losing. It's not losing. Dude, You're it's losing. never even trailed. <laughs> right? So, you know, seeing those guys put their bodies on I'm the line. I'm taking the ground and yeah. laying the points, dude. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. It's undefeated. But, um, yeah, seeing those guys put their bodies on the line, you, you really have to think about, hey, if I, if I do this, it has to be for the right team. It has to be for the right coach. It has to be for the right organization. Hey, quickly, you mentioned the lounge. I had invested in a number of restaurants. I don't know how to put this for daytime TV. Man, I got my ass kicked. It's a hard, hard business. How's the lounge? It's going well. It's doing well. 2024 is doing well. You know, January was great, awesome. It's starting to pay for itself. So, you know, whenever good, dude, whenever good. the business starts to pay for itself, man, you're, in the, you're going run, in the right. Man. Yes, sir. You're going in the right direction. Yes, sir. Mike, I appreciate you. I appreciate all of our conversations. I know we will have more. Good luck with the next phase of your life, man. I love the energy, and it's always good yes, to see you. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you, Bob. You're the Thanks best. For having me. You're the yes, best. Michael Brocker is that's always good. He always makes it better. Love the energy that he brings to it.